you're welcome back to the Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selegot. On this episode, my guest is Kaso Obolu. He's a motion designer, filmmaker, and illustrator. He's the creator of the animated horror series Freak the Fuck Out, which has over 40 episodes and comics. He's also the creative director of OBK Studios, a motion designer film studio that has worked with a bunch of big name clients. We talk about his background, his plans for FTFO, and hopes for the animation industry. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Nice to meet you, Council. Can you introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Kanso Ogolu, and I am a creative director of uh, OBK Studios. Uh, I am a, an animator or motion designer, um, illustrator, filmmaker, content creator, and a brand developer. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. You have been doing really good work. I've um, seen your social media pages, and um, I guess something that has brought you a lot of notoriety is um, your animated series. Is it, so I don't know how to say it out loud, is it freak the fuck out, essentially? Actually, yes, but if you have a problem with the word fuck, you can easily just say FTFO and... Okay, FTFO, that's good. Can you talk about how you started out in animation? Um, I mean, I've always been interested in animating stuff uh, since I was young. Uh, watching cartoons, growing up with all of that. So there was this fascination of, you know, how how it was done. How did they do these things, you know? Um, I wanted to make mine because I had my own stories to tell, but yeah. uh, obviously I didn't have the means. And um, I started with, I was really, really interested in 3D animation. Um, it, was, it was what I w- wanted to do. So I bought... Uh, um, I remember buying my uh, 3D um, software yeah. from um, um, a marketplace in Nigeria called in Lagos here, sorry, Computer Village, and then um, I installed it and I was intimidated by the interface. Yeah, how long ago and was that? So I, wow, uh, mm, 2000, 2000-2001. Okay. Yeah. So I bought another software, a rival software to that one, uh, 3D Studio Max. Yeah. And the interface was also intimidating. And I was like, you know, I can't keep running it. I have to learn one thing. Yeah. And so I picked that up and I started learning. And um, I started designing stages. So I studied architecture. Yeah. Uh, so I started using it for architecture related stuff, you know set designs, interior designs, exterior designs, and all of that. And um, to give an edge over every other person, I had to learn animating with it. So to do walkthroughs and, you know, interior walkthroughs, exterior walkthroughs, and all of that. Um, One thing led to another, and I stopped practicing architecture, and I moved on to advertising instead, where... Um, by then, I'd already, you know, I was doing a couple of 3D animations, you know, as side ho- hustles, you know, yeah. 
and um, I, as I as I put this stuff out there, this works out there. Other people would, oh, okay, hey, can you do this? I started getting small, very tiny work from there, you know. But I was also using it to practice, you know. I I I thought I knew what I was doing then, so I you know I just kept on going at it. Yeah. Um. By the time I entered, um, um, by the time I got into advertising, I had learned a bit of 2D animation as well. So I was mixing the two. Uh, slowly but surely, I eventually left 3D because it, it takes a longer time to com- you know, complete and do all of that. And I moved on to 2D, learned a bunch of new software and just, you know, here we are today. Yeah. So I, I would say, I think the more people gave me work to do, the more I was put on the spot to learn something new. You know, I would say, oh, yeah, you know what, I can do it. I can't do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I would go to YouTube and uh, uh, learn it, and it will stick. And that's how I learned. Yeah. yeah. How did you come up with um, the characters for the animated series, Tata? Ah, right. Okay, so FTFO. Uh, okay, so FTFO, first and foremost, was the... Uh, um, Born out of, okay, it was created sometime in March of 2017. I think yeah. March 17, 2017. That was when the first episode landed um, my personal Instagram page. And it was just born out of the fact that I love uh, horror, the yeah. horror genre. And growing up, there was a lot of horror in Nigerian entertainment, you know. But as time went on, I think maybe the country got too depressing. So people decided to make more comedies, yeah. get people out of, yeah. Um, so the horror genre died, like a total, complete death. Nobody mm-hmm. was creating anything horror again. Um, so when I, when I created it, I was still working in, in advertising and I didn't have the big money for any big budget film or even, I didn't even know then how to really, really shoot like a, I was still young in production, so I didn't know how to shoot, but I knew how to animate. So I was like, you know what? Since I can animate and be one one one, let me create these short short one one minute episodes of mythologies, scary myths that we have in um, Nigeria. Yeah. And so I started. So I created um, fourteen one minute episodes, you know, and put it out there, and the reception was amazing. Uh, Tata came into the picture, I think that was season three. By then, I'd already, I was about 26 episodes in already. Yeah. I gathered a fan base of sorts. Um, and I, I, I don't know, it just came to me. I didn't even have a name for him yet when he was created. I just created the episode, you know, and the episode basically blew up and you know people wanted to see him more um so you know i i remember one of my friends it was like about three people who combined you know to name him tata full name he has a full name like the long ego name Uh but you know the short form is tata were like three people who came up with the whole name and then i uh for its backstory I got a friend of mine, uh, Hillary, to write a backstory for him, and some another friend of mine to create it into a comic uh, series, and that it's currently on the page now. So now it's a full 
fledged, fully fleshed out character um, as opposed to what I created when I first started. Okay, and um, how long does it take to make one a one minute episode? Okay, so when I first started, uh, I was, like I said, I was still working in 9 to 5, so I couldn't really, and then the animation quality was dumbed down because, one, I was still kind of still learning the um, 2D, you know, ish, and two, I couldn't really, because of my 9 to 5, I couldn't really do what I really wanted to do, so yeah. then it used to, it used to take me four days to create one one minute episode. Then when I now had time a bit, it would take uh, two days to create one one minute episode with the same quality. But as the season was, went on and um, the quality became better and I wanted to be submitting these things for awards and uh, cinema experiences and all of that, I couldn't be doing all that crap, I had to upgrade the um, quality. Yeah. And so with the up, um, upgrading quality, it started taking two weeks to create one um, one minute episode. Yeah. And if I'm free, it would take about a week to do the same. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a team or you do everything by yourself? Um, so when I first started, it was pretty much me versus uh, the crowd. So after after like five episodes, it's not that I ran out of stories. I just wanted engagement. So I would tell people in the comment sections to write their own short lines and stand a chance to see it created, you know, as episodes. Yeah. Um. So that's how it started. First season one was built on that. Season two, half of it was built on that as well. Um. But as time went on, when things started to get serious, I realized that one, I had to copyright the name Freak the Fuck Out so that nobody would come out to it. I had to start doing things seriously, yeah. legal stuff, you know, merch. And then you can't really start, you can't really sell episodes based on crowd source because somebody in the future can come now and say, hey, you, I created this, where's my reality? So um, I had to start getting dedicated um, writers and all, all of that. So yeah. I now, currently, I have um, um, at least one person I can go to and she would write an episode. She's, you know, ready, uh, yeah, and stuff. Um, I have another person who um, illustrates the comics. Um, I have some people who can illustrate environments and all of that, but most of the bulk of the animation and illustration is on me here. Yeah. Okay. But I don't, I don't writing again. Writing is, no, nah, I don't write again. I can have ideas, yeah. but somebody's going to flesh it out. It's my go-to writer, yeah. Yeah. So what, what tools do you use? I use Adobe Illustrator to illustrate the characters, the environments, and the elements. Yeah. I use Adobe After Effects to bring those things to life, make them move, basically animate. And I also do some level of sound design within the same Adobe After Effects. Um, yeah, for voiceovers, if there's any, the people usually record in their places and submit to me, and I do an audio cleanup with Adobe Audition, uh, bring it in, and then, yeah. But where there isn't any voice um, acting, 
whatsoever. I go to Audio Jungle yeah. uh, or Filmio to download soundtracks and you know put it. I also have a library of horror themes and sound effects. Okay. So um, do you have like a long game for the FTFO um series? Yes. I'm happy it has come. It has gotten where it um where it has gotten, to, especially this year. Uh, where one of the episodes exploded and uh, Trevor Noah noticed it, Gabriel Union, uh, Childish Gambino, yeah. you know, everybody, it, it was crazy. So was it the one it, with the father it, it in, and the daughter? Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's so many people and the following grew from 5,000 that was managing to almost 50 wow. now. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah. Um, currently, how I make money from FTFO is uh, at um, comic conventions. So I sell merchandise. Um, I mean, it's an example. For instance, it's a mouse pad. Yeah. Uh, and there's several other things. So T-shirts, USB, um, and flash drives, laptop bags. That's how money comes into the system. The long game now is um, for the comics that have been online. Um, um i plan to print them um season five for instance now is going to be completely live action not animation and i intend to do it properly like you know shooting proper short films and it to be an anthology yeah so that i can see if i can sell to streaming services or at least charge a premium for such premium work yeah um the, i mean the longer end game rather would be um to make full feature films and put in the cinemas to make um, um, longer form animation. So instead of your one, one minute, two, two minutes, I'm talking 15 minutes, 22 minutes, do an anthology yeah. and put it inside in, into um, streaming um, services like Netflix, for instance. So it would be reminiscent of uh, things like Love, Death and Robots currently on Netflix as well. You know, it's an anthology of crazy stories and, and, and all of that. So yeah, that's, we're looking for these guys to come and invest in. So, but till then, we'll be doing what we need to do to get the word out there. Yeah, and I, I saw, um, I think today you, you um, posted the video of Tata in live action, and he turned the lady to, was it Suya? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked yeah, really good. Yeah. So, um, thank you. So that's my way of. So I found out I did because in all of these things, you kind of have to be serious when you are looking at your target audience. When last year Comic Con, I realized that despite the fact that Tata is a completely original fictional character, yeah. there are people who are legit scared of it. So I had a friend of mine who is also coincidentally the writer now of FTFO, yeah. um, a lot of FTFO series. She dressed up as Tata last year at the comic convention. And a lot of people ran away from her. A lot of people who knew who she was supposed to be running yeah. away from her. There are people legit scared of it right now. So it, there's a problem with marketability. If you are marketing T-shirts and USB um, flash drives and merchandise based on that character, and he he's the Mickey Mouse to our you know FTFO basically, yeah. our mascot. Yeah. So basically, just to in, increase or rather improve his marketability. I, uh, I'm making these short, short videos of him relating to people. Sometimes he might kill you. Uh, sometimes you just, you know, 
do basic uh, toddler stuff and then you know yeah so yeah hopefully it works at least in anticipation for live action that hopefully come out this year so is it is it easier to um do the live action like tata in live action than in the animation which one is easier um hmm. I, I think it depends the, the animation sometimes can be hard um live action the model is already down you understand the model is there i don't have to redraw anything the model is there ready i just it has been rigged so i just have to change the to fit um, the space. Uh, the animation of that character, um, however, might be hard, but there are various um, is there various methods that you can use to cut down animation time for 3D characters. So I'd say the 3D one is easier. The, um, that's live 2D one, you have to draw from scratch, no matter what view and all of that. So yeah, it's, it's, it takes a longer time. Yeah. So I guess in animation, a lot of um, the skills are transferable to VFX. I saw some VFX work you did. So is this something that you're really doing or you're just experimenting? Uh, no, I actually do um, VFX, like for, especially for commercials. So um, I haven't been called to for film, but if I shoot something for myself, I, I include VFX in it. But most of my VFX work, um, are in commercials. Um, I can say, I would like to say transferable, yeah. Mm, I mean, there are certain principles that go across board when it comes to motion design. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can use those principles on both um, types of animation, 2D or 3D. The way, you know, physics, the way, um, things are supposed to bounce or not bounce or react with other um, elements, texturing, uh, lighting, and all of that. Yeah, those those um, those things are universal even when it comes to real life. You understand? So you just have to figure out how to translate it into those animations. But I think that's where it stops. Um, so many things in VFX uh, don't happen in 2D animation and vice versa. For instance, um, Compositing where you have to get a green screen yeah. or, or yeah, all of that. So yeah, uh, I had to I had to learn that one to the hard way, and um, uh, I have it now. You know, I have the skill set now, and I'm, but I'm still learning. Even the live actions that I'm doing with Tata now are some form of learning for me. I don't really just do anything for doing sake. Um, for instance, now the the original ending to the this starter um, that I just released was they would just be doing push-ups and that was the end of that. Yeah. But I wanted to learn to break or shatter a human being and turn that human being into meat or something. So I went on YouTube and found a tutorial on how to you know break a human being and shatter um, or break him um, sorry objects rather. Yeah. And I found it. I learned it and I did it and I used that video as you know, a way of learning. So now if someone comes to me and asks me to help them shatter an object VFX, at least I can see, I can do it now. So yeah. I guess it's all these like little um, exercises you give yourself that you end up kind of pretty much getting 
your head around um, the bigger, more complex tasks? Yes, that's, that's, that, I think that's the only way you can do it because if you wait around, uh, um, so, I mean, there are two ways to do it. Two ways I do it. Uh, one, if there's no job on my table at the particular moment, um, I, I do these small, small, you know, bite-sized uh, tasks to figure out how to um, learn one or two things. But once there's a job at, um, on my table, I also use that job to learn another thing, you know, uh, so that the job I'm releasing or the work I'm releasing into the public is better than the last one that I did. If, you know, I have to be trying at least one new thing. Um, I can only get better that way. Yeah. yeah. With the animation, like, do you like regularly chat with other people doing what you're doing? Yes. Then, uh, so there is a, a community. It's called uh, Animation Nigeria. You can find them on Instagram. We also have a WhatsApp group. We are in there as well. Like you said, there are not a lot of people. Um, I, I, to be very honest, I do not think that they are up to hundred is putting it nicely. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But let me see 100. Well, you see how, why that is bad? If I'm telling you that there are not up to 100 good animators in Nigeria, Nigeria is 198 to 200 million. Yeah. You can see how bad it's terrible, you know? So um, you have a bunch of people out there doing their own thing that are not in this community. But even if you brought everybody together, we can't all sit down and say we want to make a... a and uh, uh, this everybody has their own agenda and it, but yeah there is a there is a community it's called animation nigeria and you know they've tried you know they, what, so a lot of them are doing trainings for up and comers you know and all of that mentorship programs and and stuff like that um so yeah hopefully one day will be you know saturated enough because you know nigeria the only thing that helps us is our numbers and in a very good, um, sane environment, our numbers would have taken us to so many, you know, heights. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. So what yeah. would you say is the um, biggest barrier to entry? Uh, the lack of dedication. Uh, so it's so, not so even equipment. Two, one from... Oh, my God, no. Oh, wow, no. You can get the crappiest laptop and start. That's no excuse. At all. People animate on their iPads. People yeah. use their phones to create apps. People use their phones. If you have a Galaxy Note, I'm even saying go and get Note 10 or Note 7. As long as you have a pen, you can do it. There are apps for it. Do it on your phone. If you want to go a step higher, do it on your tab. If you want to even go a step higher, get a 150,000 naira laptop. You are going to install lightweight software like Blender or Adobe Animate you know and start your or photoshop photoshop now has animation possibilities so you yeah. can be learn your frame by frame animation there's no excuse not a single one so i think the biggest barriers the two one is the lack of dedication in that it's too easy to get tired this is just oh my gosh ah, i don't want to do it again it's too hard and that's the end drop out completely and go and do something that bad boost you've gotten your results. Yeah. Um, with the animation, however, in the beginning is, is is annoying. But because you know where you're going to, you can see it in your head. If you keep going, 
you, you will always get to a point in your life where it's you snap your fingers and you've illustrated, snap your other finger and boom, you're animated. And you don't even know how you got you did it. Yeah. Because it has become automatic. Um, but yeah, that um, lack of dedication in the beginning. The second obstacle would be uh, ignorance. Yes, ignorance on a lot of people's parts. So one, ignorance on um, the parents' parts. They are children. I want my child to be an architect or an engineer or a lawyer or a this or a that. You know, all those very normal cliche. Forgetting that everybody is moving. This 2020 has seen the biggest shift in everything. You know, yeah. you have you have re- now highly relevant. Um, um, what do you call it? Occupations and stuff. And you have ones that everybody has been. You know, uh, uh, uh. apart from your doctors, nobody else has been working. You understand? Yeah. So, uh, if you're an engineer, you're building a bridge. There was a time where you had to stay in your house. You understand? So, and people that are running ITs and ISPs and they were they were living la vida loca, chopping money. So, um, there's also the ignorance on clients' parts uh, that think that is it not just you know. Is it not just do this? Is it not they just? Is it not just to draw and to come out on your screen? But no, it was once upon a time where it used to take me a month to do the things I used to do now. Now, an average commercial one minute would take me ten days to a week. Yeah. And you tell some people that, and they'll be like, Ah, ah, how? You understand? Are you running faster than your shadow? But once upon a time, it used to take me a month. I had to do what I had to do for it to take me a week, two weeks, you understand? So that ignorance from clients, because they don't believe that they should be paying millions of naira for this, you know, is it not just, yeah, yeah. so the, those are major barriers. Yeah. The understanding is not there. And how do you close that gap? Because at the end of the day, you still charge what you want to charge. So how do you get them to see from your point of view? Okay, so... Luckily, I'd also like to thank the this community, this small community, Animation Nigeria. It's not that they we sat down and brought out some sort of standard. I'm sure some people still take, you know, cheap and stuff like that. But here's what it is: the truth of the matter is, and it has never failed. If something is good, really good, yeah. it won't be cheap. You can deceive yourself and go out there. You can try another person and they will take 10 years to do your work. You can try another person and they will give it to you in one week, but it will be complete crap. You can do whatever you want, but you will find yourself circling back to the one good thing that you denied yourself in the first place. So um, you will always get to a point in your life where you won't struggle. You are looking for work, you know, maybe I should get me wrong, but you won't struggle, you won't beg because you also know your worth. You understand? You have the, a lot of work to prove that you have, you know, you have clientele, you have yeah. people that, are, that can testify that this person can do this thing very well. So with the word of mouth and with the examples that they can clearly see of stuff that you've done, if you say you want to charge one millionaire for the work. You have more clout, you know. Yeah. More leverage. Yeah. You have you have more, you know, because there's proof. It's right there. Nobody has said anything bad about you outside. All reviews are fantastic. You deliver all the work on time. 
and the work comes out good. And you know, you even have situations where the work has um, the insights. You know, when they look into the insights for sales and stuff, it has improved sales. Yeah. Uh, everything is actually really, really good. You really don't expect, you know, a Ferrari to be. <laughs> 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 Ten thousand dollars, you know what I mean? And and it didn't just start, you know, like that. You built, you built it. Once upon a time, you were collecting, you know, crap money. And as time went on, and you built yourself on your portfolio, started doing, you know. So yeah, yeah. And I think um, you know, there'll always be the customers that are willing to bring out the money, and they are always going to be the ones that will try to, you know, squeeze a deal out of it. And it's just for you to make up your mind who you're going to listen to, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With your work, um, it's it's kind of like animation, motion graphics. Are they the same thing? Um, okay. Animation and motion graphics. I'm basically, how would I put it in the simplest terms? Motion graphics is a type of animation. So animation is the elder brother. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, animation is moving images. That's all it is. Yeah. Images that are moving. That's that, that's pretty much what it is. So motion graphics now, you know, comes under. You have subcategories: 3D animation, 2D animation, motion graphics, stop motion animation. You know, several several things. So motion graphics falls nicely under that. However, you can also have 3D motion graphics. Yeah and 2D motion graphics, or even a combination of everything. How has it been, you know, doing um, motion graphics in Nigeria? Are there a lot of um, customers for that? Um, yes, but the problem is, a problem I found out is one, the customers don't know where to look. Uh, and two, the um, animators don't know where to find the customers. Yeah. But so basically everybody's in the dark and they are all reaching out and trying to, but nobody's touching each other. That's the, that's a, and that's a huge problem. And that's what I'm hoping that Animation Nigeria can, you know, um, um, finally do, bridge that um, gap because there is work. Yeah. I don't, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There's actually a lot of work to be done. And motion graphics and animation, as long as people are doing adverts, for instance, now, yeah, um, you always find that an element of motion graphics or animation, be it the end frame, the lower third, the, the way the title is, as long as you have news networks and, and TV stations, somebody has to be the one doing the, this is CNN, yeah. or this is, you're watching here on TV. There's, down to your phone, the UI, the user interface, how your your notification thing comes down. Somebody's animating it. Right now, I'm looking at my voice recorder and it's, you know, beeping. Somebody programmed that. Somebody animated that. There's, yeah. So there's work everywhere. The Netflix logo, somebody animated that. Mm. Do you understand? So animation is absolutely everywhere. The problem in Nigeria we have is the gap, you understand, needs to be bridged because everybody's... I, I find that I found a situation where um, I was so busy, I couldn't get more work, yeah. yeah. And a particular script, yeah, got to be up to four times because one person 
bring it to me and be like, oh, I can't do it. Sorry. Mm. Another person entirely will bring that same script back to me because I I was the only one they knew that they, that I could do it. Yeah. You understand? And that's bad. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible for me because I don't have anybody to give it to and say, oh, yeah, here's my own gift. You go and take this work. Mm. Have maybe one or two people and those people are busy. It's terrible for the client because that client is going to give up and say, well, you know what? I'm not going to do any motion graphics again or animation. Mm-hmm. There goes that entire thing. So work has gone for somebody. You know, somebody, if, there were, if there was a lot of people, people would be getting so much. There's work. That's the longer shot of it. <laughs> there's, there's work. Yeah. I'm not sure if like Nigerian universities teach animation or any of these in schools. You know, I think the, the brother's course that is media related is mass comms. And I don't know what happens in mass comms. What do you think about that? So Mascoms doesn't even go anywhere near um, this thing. Maybe they will hint hint at it in in your your final uh, level, uh, um, and then uh, that's if they do, you know, as a form of. But they don't really know. So um, I hope that one day we can have a proper school of animation where you collect an actual degree, you yeah. know, scroll in hand. Yeah, because in that school, you can you can teach everything. You can teach photography. You can teach little filmmaking in animation. You can teach VFX. You can teach 2D animation, 3D animation, stop motion animation, how to score um, um, your, um, what do you call it? your animation, how to, you know, music, sound design. Man, you, four years of intense madness and you come out seasoned, yeah. able to work on your own. Because everybody right now is self-taught and it's terrible. So, I mean, companies right now are, you know, that's animation studios right now are doing trainings. And I applaud them for that because the animation studios themselves, they know they need the manpower, you know. So you do your training and then you hire the best and um, and those those ones get to work for you and and that's fantastic. I'm currently doing a mentorship program where I'm, I'm mentoring uh, uh, someone for the next three months on how to you know, um, animate and do a bunch of other motion design stuff. Um, I currently also in my spare time because people ask me how I did this thing, how I did this thing is animation. So I give I bring out one minute tutorials on how to do stuff and it, it turns out it's helping um what do you call it, a bunch of people. Yeah. And so in the little in little form, but the, in, in a very ideal situation, this school will be located somewhere in Lagos or Abuja, bigger school buildings with several classes and tutors and professors. And you come out after four years and you can even do a master's and specialize in certain stuff and just Go ahead to create your own films yeah. and full feature-length animations and short stuff. Sell it to streaming services who are looking for content to buy. Yeah, you know, and just it's 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 it's, it's, a, long it's a long way to go. Yeah, it's a very long, way. very very long. Way. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully one day it will happen. Yeah, for now I think it's pretty much been a um catch up game you know like we need to get to that level where people understand the foundations of this thing and then let's say they study for four years and they can actually start pioneering new methods you know like with toy um with pixar 
they always kind of they have their own style they come up with new things they push the technology and all that so we need to get to a level where we can start pushing beyond the current kind of boundaries you know rather than always trying to play catch up okay i'm trying to copy what they did here i'm trying to copy you know we can't do that for for long it won't be yeah it won't be worth it you know yeah yeah it won't be it won't be yeah now moving to your studio obk what is your scope what kind of um jobs do you guys do uh okay yeah so like i said in the beginning motion design you know, illustration, uh, filmmaking, and that's more in, in the commercial um, side of things, so commercials and stuff like that. Brand development and uh, content creation. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much it. Um, I, I get mostly motion design work, uh, followed by um, film and VFX work, yeah. Yeah. That's mostly. I used to do brand development a lot, but um, a, a lot of a lot of uh, friends uh, companies today, <laughs> their logos and their brand stuff, you know, is me and, and all of that. I, I think um, the, the most interesting jobs I get are the animation, the motion design, VFX. Uh, it's it's because I think I'm, my my soul has moved past the point where things need to be static yeah. and instead I'll move to the point where I need to make things move. So yeah, like my, my final question is, um, you know, like this animation you're doing, this motion graphics you're doing is part of the larger film creative industry, creative sector. What do you want to improve in this larger sector for things to be better? Um... I would, I would say two things. One, I would really, really like um, if more people um, joined this larger sector, as it were. Um, it's, it feels like there's a lot of people, but everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows each other. I had um, a, a colleague of my former colleague of mine called me the other day and said. Um, was um, tell me, asking me about, um, I would rather telling me about a popular telecommunications company and how that telco wanted to change their directors and uh, that's the film director, the people doing their commercials, their production company, yes. They call the DOP, the director, scriptwriter, and all those things because it started to feel like all their commercials were looking the same. Yeah. Understand? So, was trying to reach out to um, um, more people. But the problem with reaching out to people is even if you get a brand new director, that director is probably going to get the same DOP or the same gap, you know, so there's no, nothing new. So we need more people inside this um, industry as it were. Uh, the second thing would be uh, the education part. And by education, I mean everybody that needs to be educated. If you want to be part of the industry, you need to be properly educated for it. Yeah. If you are a parent or guardian supporting someone that needs to be, that needs to, or wants to enter the industry, you need to be educated to know and support. You understand? Um, their dreams are not useless and they know exactly what they want. So you need to be educated enough to know what they're trying to do so you can support them adequately. 
Uh, clients need to be educated on, on the craft. You know, it's not beans. You don't just lick the screen and the thing will come up. It is, it is, a, it is, it is work. You know, it is a lot, a lot of work, you know. So just basic, basic education about the whole thing or for all people, you know, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it also starts from when, you know, people are young, when they're in school. Like, I'm sure maybe you might know some friends where, you know, they were sketching in their notebooks in primary school and they were beaten by the teachers. And these creative abilities could have been channeled and developed and, you know, all those years wasted, you know. So um, yeah. I think not everybody's going to be an engineer not everybody's going to be a doctor or lawyer you know like we need to open up like people's yes. prospects and all that yes I, 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 that's that's the we are preaching to the choir that's exactly what it is um um it just needs to I, and you will always see it from when a child is young you always like you mentioned you always see it how can you nurture if at the end of the day the child says you know i don't want to draw again eh, let them let that be the child's decision you understand yeah. but you know if you are seeing it that child is drawing that child is playing that instrument that child is you know do, just eh, buy all the things you need to buy and support that child until the child gets tired and if you are lucky the child will never get tired and become someone ex- you know, inexplicably famous you know and then who is going to enjoy it's you now because yeah. they'll be thanking you stage crying and say i'd like to my dad and my mom you know yeah you need the passion to start with then some people are talented so Mm -hmm. you also nurture that talent and also put in the dedication when all these three come together then it's kind of just normal life for the person and then you know they enjoy this thing they spend a lot of time all that time you spend on it you start finding out things that if you are just kind of straight to business you wouldn't have you know, so yeah, exactly. um, we need to we need to encourage people to explore yes. these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can people find you? So my personal uh, Instagram account is uh, at the smiling hat as T H E smiling H A T. It's um, yeah, and then my freak the fuck out um, handle is at freak the fuck out. My website is www.obkstudios.mobi. Um, LinkedIn, I don't know why anybody will find me there, but yeah, in case you want to give me work there, LinkedIn is Kanso Bulu. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you, Kanso, yeah. for um, coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We have come to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating and a review. You can send your feedback and questions on social media. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Telegraphone. And the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at the Niger Film Pond. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.